Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, so today I am very, very, you're going to get three varies, Robert, here. Very, that's four actually. <laughs> <laughs> Honoured to have Robert Rivest, who is an internationally admired performer and teacher, in addition to being a renowned comic mime artist. He is also an accomplished health, literacy, and stress relief educator, a gifted mindfulness teacher, a certified laughter yoga master, trainer, and an engaging public speaker. Since 1990, Robert Rivest has given over 8,000 presentations in Europe, Asia, Africa, and across the US. His mission is to use mindfulness, laughter, and the performing arts to bring greater health and happiness to individuals and organizations around the world. Wow. (laughs) I said I did put my teeth in, didn't I? (laughs) It's like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) How, How are you today? I'm really great. It's a, it's a good day. I'm in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, USA. Sunny and warm here. Well, not warm. But <laughs> <laughs> so when when you say warm, I mean how how warm's warm. Well, we have. Um, let me see what the temperature. I don't have a. Let me just check for you. We're in a day and age where you could just do that, right? But it's uh, well. 39 degrees here, and I, I know we have a different system. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means in Celsius, to be fair. So, um, Let's it's, uh, say it's, um, it's, about, it's about seven degrees warmer than freezing. That's about where we are. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, and the sunshine really makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Which is what we're going to talk about today, right? Bringing in sunshine into our lives, the mm-hmm. light and joy and... Definitely, definitely. Right, I'm going to take my bins off now because I, I can sort of read what I'm trying to asking the questions. But I don't, I don't even need to ask questions because, you know, Robert, you came onto my radar, basically. I, I discovered Laughter Yoga in 2016. And as soon as I discovered it, I wanted to consume more of it. And you're all over YouTube. Your stuff is everywhere. And if you if you haven't seen any of Robert's stuff, you you need to go and watch it because it is highly engaging and just beautiful mesmerizing and and funny and funny as well and and um i just t- tell us your backstory robert tell it tell us where you where you've come from and how you got into well, laughter yoga you know it's interesting with what you say and i'll probably bounce around my backstory um because i felt the same way when i first discovered laughter yoga or laughter yoga discovered me. <laughs> that sounds very John Lennon. John Lennon liked to reverse things, twist things around. Uh, so I'm a performing artist. I studied mime in Paris, France with Marcel Marceau. I trained in acting and dance and improvisation in New York City and had been doing thousands of shows when a friend of mine said, you know, there's a husband and wife friend of mine who just got trained in something and they want to use our group as guinea pigs. Our group meaning our, um, 
our performing arts guild. Once, once a month we get together, exchange ideas, check in on each other. And he said, yeah, they'd, they'd like to come and use us as guinea pigs for this thing they've just been certified in, laughter yoga. And we're all like, yeah, okay, whatever, bring them in. And so they came in, they did a laughter yoga session with us. And there were parts of it that I absolutely loved right away. Other parts, I'll have to admit that I was probably being the entertainer that, you know, the goofy guy like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you know, I have to admit that I <laughs> probably didn't quite get it or understand it. But I, too, went home and absorbed everything that I could. I went online and learned about laughter yoga and bought every book and, and uh, CD back then and DVD that I could get on, on laughter yoga, absorbed it, started using it right away started calling friends and just laughing with them. I uh, have set up several friends that we just call and laugh. We don't even say, how you doing? It's just, <laughs> I was doing about 180 shows a year at that time, programs for schools. And at the end of each one of them, this was before I was even certified, I did a little laughter yoga. I wouldn't say what it was, but I just incorporate laughter yoga within the ending of it. So I was doing 180 sessions a year, you know, 15 minutes at the end of my program with two or 300 uh, students in, in large assembly halls. And then I got certified. <laughs> I took my two-day training, which led to a, a five-day training, first with uh, Jeffrey Breyer and then with Madan Qatari, and then on to becoming a master trainer. And uh, if I, I may continue just for a little while yeah, longer, please do. that, that uh, what happened with me, you know, the feeling you and I were talking earlier that you felt so good, you wanted to share it. You had the need to share it. And that was true for me. So what happened at about the time that I was being certified in laughter yoga, my sister said, hey, there's something called Facebook. You would really love it. All of our friends are on there. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so that took me a few months. I got on Facebook. Then I learned about YouTube. A friend of mine set me up. Here's how to do YouTube. And I did my first, I think I did a few mime uh, YouTube videos. And then I did my first laughter yoga video, which really kind of took off. Um, people really liked it, which, of course, motivates you to do more, right? <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, it's when you start getting the comments, the likes, the you just and 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 also you you just know that people are cons like just enjoying it and they're getting that feeling that you had when you first had that and and we still get that feeling. We do. Yes, yeah. yes, that's the good part about it, isn't it? That yeah, you know, I I talk with people about that. No matter how I feel before I do laughter yoga, no matter what just been through a difficult conversation, stuck in traffic for hours, whatever. Don't feel well physically, mentally. Afterwards, I always feel almost exactly the same. I feel more energized. I feel alert, awake. I feel calm and peaceful no matter what I came in with. So It is. It's like a magic, magic pill. That's the way I likened it. it it's, and I'm the same, Robert. You know, there's times where... Because yeah, I, I laugh every day for ten minutes in the morning. There's a little group of us that do the daily giggle channel. We call it, and um, 
there's mornings where I'm just literally dragging it at myself along and just going, Oh, do I need to do that? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And then I come out of the office door like, Hey, right morning. Right. What are we doing? And just like, it just, it massively just lifts your mood and it just, yeah. And, and the question I like to ask people is like, why would you not want to feel like this? Yeah. Right. It's um, yeah, it's a magical well, that's, thing. That's the age old question, right? Because I've been thinking about that in terms of many different things. Like especially during the pandemic, there are things that I know that will make me feel healthier, clearer, brighter, not only after yoga, but getting to sleep a little earlier, a little less time on, on the screen, eating a little healthier foods. But somehow, some part of us thinks, oh, it'd be so much fun just to sit here. <laughs> oh, it'd be fun to hit the snooze. And you're like, no, but you feel better. You're much clearer if you just get up. Get up. <laughs> it's so true. It's, uh, like, and, and it's uh, like, I listened to a podcast, oh, not an uh, audio, a guy called Zig Ziglar. I don't know if you're aware of a guy called Zig Ziglar. Familiar. But yeah. It, really, really great guy to listen to. But he's like, it's like, people call it an alarm clock. And an alarm is not a positive thought. You know, it, you know, if the fire alarm goes off, that's not a good sign. But if you right. call it an opportunity clock there every you day, go. you know, when you wake up, if you if you wake up, it's a good day. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, when you when you just said that right now, it reminded me. I do, I do back when we could do it, and in the future, I'll be doing it again. I was doing um, once a month with a group of uh, assisted living and independent living in a senior community, right? In a retirement community, people with Alzheimer's, dementia, and other issues, Parkinson's. And a 102-year-old gentleman took my class. And at the end, I said, how are you doing? He said, "It's I got up this morning. I'm alive. What more do I need? And he just said it with a smile and like he believed it. It's not something someone told him to say. I mean, and... I don't know if you're familiar with Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, a poet, beautiful, uh, mindful verses. And some of them are, are this, waking up this morning, I smile. And so in the morning, that's what I do. When I wake up in the morning, I say that, waking up this morning, I smile, and I start my smile. He goes on to say, waking up this morning, I smile. 24 brand new hours are before me. I vow to live fully in each moment and to view, to look at all beings with the eyes of compassion. I mean, he goes on. There was a time in my life when I was studying mindfulness meditation, Buddhism, Taoism, as well as Tai Chi and um, later Qigong. And I put his words to a Tai Chi form. And I taught that uh, for, for, for many years, and I still do that practice today. But having some, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about today, how we wake up in the morning, setting aside just a little bit of time for either, you know, the practice of just saying, waking up this morning, I smile, tuning into your breathing, actually having a practice of breathing exercises or pranayama, and then for me, I do laughter yoga after. I know Dr. Kataria does his laughter first, but my system doesn't like that. My system says, no, man, I need to wake up a little more. Let's just smile, breathe. To, you know, there are certain exercises that I do in the morning and visualizations that I do in the morning. 
And then I I do the laughter when my system's a little more awake. How about you? So my my morning ritual, uh, I wake up and I will down a pint of water straight out. Um, And then I come down and I journal and uh, then I meditate. I affirmate. I read, I, I, um, I do a bit of yoga, just a bit of stretching depending yeah. while well, I'm training for a marathon at the moment. So I've been, I go, I'm doing a lot. Oh, of wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you would have seen me four years ago, you'd be like, yeah, different person. Like, I was a lot bigger basically. And, um, the running's really helped that massively. And, um, but, um, it's and crazy. then, and then I've been up since I've been up for like two and a half hours before we get to the laughter moment. So, yeah, right. by that by that time I'm fired up anyway, and the laughter is just that little bit of icing on the cake, you know. So, um, oh, it sure is. It's really amazing how that laughter works. Um, that's the icing on the cake because because I was mentioning that I've done. I mean, I studied uh, mindfulness meditation to the point where I was almost like a monk, meaning I would do several hours of um, meditation, standing, walking, sitting, meditation, mindful eating, reading. I would read and, you know, rewrite everything that I thought was important. I mean, a real student of mindfulness and then the Tai Chi and Qigong. And these things helped me with a lot of stress-related illnesses that I had and also um, PTSD, but they didn't help me entirely. when I started to do laughter yoga, it helped me tremendously. I mean, when I went to hotels, I used to have to put, I used to put the furniture in front of the door just to feel safe. From, wow. Yeah. And then uh, in a, in a five day training that I was taking, I noticed a laughter yoga. I noticed I didn't need to put anything in front of the door. That was the, and, and as, as, as much as I can transform my mood with breathing, which I really can, there are different breathing exercises for energy levels and this, man, they're laughing just does it. It's definitely, definitely. So, so, so how long have you been doing laughter yoga for? I don't know if I clocked that at the beginning. 10 years. 10 years. Amazing. Amazing. And then, so, I mean, are there moments throughout those 10 years that you've, you've sort of, clocked in and like you said about the furniture putting you know you don't do that anymore so that's obviously something you've noticed is there any other times where you laughed has really really helped you cope with anything yeah well the main thing that it's helped me with because i used to (laughs) i used to have a little bit of an attitude coming into my performances you know i don't know if it was an attitude just a hyper focus uh what i mean by that is it's funny i had i had a technician come to fix something in the basement right now, my father was a, a, an engineer, a design analyst, right? There's a certain type of way of thinking. And so the guy comes in, I'm talking to him, and as soon as he looks at the machine that he's going to fix, his mind gets right into, like, analytical mode and this and that, an almost non-human uh, interactive mode. And I was like that as a performer. I used to come in and, like, so where's the space? Let me see the space. And I would come in and I, I would look at the space and say, do you have any better lighting than that? Or does, you know, do the audience need to, what's with the pillar in the way? You know, I, I was, seemed to notice the negatives because I think it was fear-based. I was worried that if the conditions weren't right, my material, my comic mime, which is takes a lot of folks to watch, would not resonate. I, w- I, I would fail if the conditions weren't right. That's what I used to think. 
then after laughter yoga, I've made several laughter CDs, mostly for myself. And so I'm listening to myself laugh in the car for 10 minutes before I get in there. I'm or 20 minutes. I have a whole CD about breathing and different things that I can do while I'm driving. And then I get there and I come in and here's the difference. I come and say, hi, how you doing? And I'm looking them right in the eye and we're talking. And before you know it, they're telling me about their life. Oh, yeah, I just went through a divorce and this and that. I mean, we're connecting as humans. And then I go, well, let's look at the space. Do those front lights come on? No, they don't work, that panel. Okay. How about the audience? Any way we can get a clear? No, this is the only way we can do it. Okay. And then I tell them that I will shoot for the ideal, but go with what is. And I think laughter yoga is what really helped make that transition. The mindfulness could have done it, but for some, some reason it didn't quite get me there. But the laughing before getting in a good mood, which is a good tip for you laughter yoga leaders and teachers out there. I went to do a laughter yoga gig and they told me that the last guy who taught laughter yoga there came in all grouchy and irritable And then finally, in the middle of laughter yoga, he was nice. You got to ramp up the nice before you get there, people. (laughs) 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 Your starts in the car. (laughs) I just can't visualize that. It's just like, I mean, I, 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 it's just like, why would you walk in just like? Just like where is this? Is that the laughter yoga guy? (laughs) Just like. Good representative. <laughs> so um, it was interesting you mentioned that you listen to CDs of yourself laughing and yeah. you make yourself laugh by listening to your own laugh. Yeah. See, Chloe, my wife, right, she's just like, you love watching yourself laugh. It makes you laugh. <laughs> and I was like, it does. It makes me laugh. And, and Well, you know, my daughters, I have twin daughters. They're 20 now. But they'll say the same thing. They're like, you're the only one I know that watches your own videos. And, and I've watched them quite often, and I'll tell you why. Um, it takes too long to search for some good material on YouTube sometimes. It's wow. like, I really want to feel this feeling. I know exactly how to do it. I made a video of that three weeks ago, and I'll play it. And I also I have, I have a ton of YouTube videos, some that are just me laughing with people around the world I have an hour of different clips and I'll just have that on in the background as I'm doing the dishes, as I'm feeding the dogs and I'm just laughing. And then I look, Oh yeah, that was in Italy. Da, da, da. You know? Oh yeah. I remember that in Japan. Cool. <laughs> and it lifts my mood and it's better than having to sift through a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, it's, and if you can make yourself laugh, then that's a skill in itself, isn't it? It really is. It, it's so many people yeah. out there are so serious and just take life too seriously that like you, you can't, you can't change what's happening, whether it's the pandemic or whether it's you're stuck in traffic or whether I don't know, something you've lost anything. You can't, you cannot change that, but you can change your mind. And yeah. I'm a massive believer of that. And don't get me wrong, but there's been times, there has been times where I've been low, especially through the pandemic. You know, like our business has got like massively suffered, but I've, I've laughed through it. And, and there's been times where Chloe's just like, I'm, I'm glad you can laugh. I was like, well, what? I'd rather be laughing over here. Then just going realistic, just going, 
it's really bad. Like, what are we going to do? And it's because... Yeah, why be stuck in that? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be stuck in that box, do you? Well, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was doing a, a group, Parkinson group, an interesting group, uh, uh, because they, we were in four different time zones within the U.S., from Alaska, you know, right through the West Coast, the middle of the country, East Coast, all the way to the northern uh, Vermont, right? So there are people who showed up with Parkinson's, and I'm taking them through the material, and we're having a good time. It's a combination. It's not just the laughter yoga. My breathing exercises, some mime stuff, some Tai Chi, um, we're having a great time. And at the end, one guy, he almost felt guilty for having so much fun. And he said, well, I, I guess this, this is a positive during the pandemic. And I'm like, yeah, man, celebrate that. There's, there's, no matter what's going on, you know, you can find, I remember a long time ago, my grandmother died and my nephew and I and a few others were walking I think from the cemetery to the church, it was a sunny, beautiful day. And my nephew goes, oh, it's a beautiful day. And then he goes, oh, but I shouldn't be thinking that because Graham died. And I said, you can have, you can experience both. You can be sad for Graham, miss for Graham, but you can also celebrate how beautiful this day is. And you can even celebrate your time with her. You know, I mean, the, there's ways of reframing without denying. I think everyone should feel the feelings that they're feeling without pushing down, squelching, um, minimizing, or you know, denying what you're feeling. But why be stuck there for, yeah. for 18 months, which will probably be what the whole length of the pandemic, right? Why, why be? Exactly. And, you're like, and, and, and also like the way you just squelched it, and you know, there are people out there that have got that ball of negativity just sat in their chest and yeah. you know it, it and, and it's it, it's harder the, the tighter you squelch it is the harder it is to, to 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 get that away you know to open that up and it's just like and, and it, it 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 saddens me it does sound like when i see people like i don't know even in like the, the queue to pick the kids up at school and you just see them and they're just like oh it's just like oh like it just yeah yeah, you see it, especially with kids, right? If they're feeling sad or blue, you see it in their body. They're like way down. And the opposite is true, too. I mean, everything you see magnified with kids. Yeah. You used to more. Now it's like this on the <laughs> It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. And, um, yeah, I think it's just that's the way the world's gone, isn't it? I, I mean, my, my kids look at me. A lot of people ask, you know, what do they think about daddy doing this basically the last <laughs> and um and i like it i just say well at least i'm not shouty daddy anymore basically yeah right you know they they, they know that i'm at a light and and they know that actually i'm starting to make a living from this as well which is brilliant it's just like what you get paid to laugh yes i get paid yeah. to laugh and bring laughter to people and make them feel amazing it's just like wow what yeah i'm in my dream dream position it's amazing you know, it's, it really is a great job i mean i, I remember being at the bank well, two funny stories about the bank. If I space out on the second one, remind me that the second one was about, um, you know, person asking what I do with laughter yoga. Um, but the first one, a long time ago, when I used to go to the bank with the checks for mime, right? You know, for performing in schools, I'd come in, you know, each, each week with all these different checks from the different schools that I've been to. 
and I'm there at the bank and I, 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 I'm giving her the checks and she goes, oh, well, what do you do? I said, I'm a performer. What kind of performer? I'm a mime. Oh, I love mime, the bank teller says. And she goes, can you do the wall? I'm like, sure. Here's how you do the wall. And she says to her, two of her teller friends on this side and two of her teller friends on this side, look, he's going to teach us the wall. And so I says, sure, here's how you do it. You put one hand like this, the other hand like this. And it dawns on me in that moment, I look up at the camera in the <laughs> bank and I have all of the tellers' hands <laughs> up. <laughs> and all of a sudden I picture a SWAT team come flying in and <laughs> taking me away. <laughs> so and the other time the laughter checks then, did, did they what was that one about? Yeah, so so then I'm coming in, yeah, with more of like the laughter, stress relief, staff stress relief type of checks, right? Hell, what do you do? And and I share, I say, well, I share with people how to bring more laughter and joy into their lives. And so she goes, so you just make people happy? And I go, yeah. She goes, and that's your job? And I go, yep. She goes, that's a great job. <laughs> and you know, it's funny that sometimes it takes people to say that and you realize, even though you knew it somewhere inside you, you go, I do have a great job. <laughs> that is awesome. There are people who hate their job from, from the second they start, whenever they start to when they finish, they can't stand it. And I have to admit, I was like that. When I was in my 20s, there was a job I really didn't like. And I remember my girlfriend at the time saying, how was work? I'm like, work was work. Don't ask me about it. I mean, I really was. <laughs> it's so true. So, so, so you, you used to work, you had a proper job, a proper job. I can't believe I just said proper job. Like... <laughs> well, you know, I'm used to that. I mean, People, when, when they see me doing performing arts, they're like, so what do you do for your real job? <laughs> and so I have been doing what I'm doing now, which is, if, if you look at what I've been doing for the past 38 years, what I've been doing is finding a way to make a living doing what I love, whatever that is at the time. And now I'm at a point where it's all mixed together the mime, the dance training, the theater, the improv, the mindfulness meditation, the Tai Chi, Qigong, even the yoga, pranayama, and uh, laughter yoga. It's all mixing together in a way. And what's great is that I have in my mind probably a million exercises, right? So when I do a staff stress relief, they'll say, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to do this? this? I said, I'm going to come in. And even on Zoom, I can sense the energy. And so I'll pull out one of the exercises. Maybe we'll start with breathing today. Oh, they're having a hard time with that. We'll shift to this direction, this direction. And I just pick and choose and create and develop right on the spot what's needed for that group. And that uh, makes you a master of your craft. I'm getting there. (laughs) <laughs> you are, that which is fine but you know it, it's it's a skill that is a skill robert in itself you know anyone that uh, it's 
uh, just be able to ad lib and just go right okay which mood do i need to take sense the sense the energy um i, I used to dj i used to dj in mm. clubs and it was the same you'd put a record on you think well, okay and you get a few people dancing you're like okay let's go that way and then and then the floor would empty and just like right let's get back to over <laughs> there again <And> then, <laughs> that's right that's right but i like that there's a part of my brain that absolutely loves those little adjustments and sensing energy and also dual energy, which you'll get a lot in laughter yoga. Half the group will totally love it. And the other half is like, this is weird. I don't feel like doing this. And it feels like you're riding two horses and how to be able to serve both without being dragged down by one. Um, you know, it's a balancing act. It, so, it, so it, I've got a good question for you here then. Okay. Yeah. So how, how do you manage Okay, so you're doing a, we're doing obviously more Zoom sessions now. You've right. got a, you've got a screen of people because you've been booked to do something in an office possibly. Okay, and you've got a couple of people that are just sat in the corner just like that. How do you manage not to look at them and focus on the laughing people at the top? Well, you know, it's natural for the human brain to notice what's not right or what's uncomfortable or what you don't like or what you wish wasn't happening. Okay. And for me, more of a distraction instead of the person with their head in their hand is the person who's, you know, doing a bunch of things and answering somebody and, and doing this and, you know, like looking in occasionally. But do you know, it's so active that your your eye is like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I, I've got sticky notes and I haven't used them yet, but I, I think these would be perfect. Just to, you know, when you got the old bottle, you could just put them over that, <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the other thing that i do and this is probably there's two things one is i really gravitate and highlight uh highlight in my mind the ones who are laughing and going for it with not without denying the other ones though i mean i'll go with the ones that are really going for it and then i'll realize i have to back off a little or go in a slightly different direction for these folks that may like the breathing more than they like the laughing, you know, um, to, to mix it up. But also from having done so many YouTube videos where I'm looking into the camera and I'm, I'm sending love and light and energy and joy, and I don't quite know who's receiving it. And sometimes I'm just giving it to people that I know will be receiving it in the future. Sometimes it's just one person that I'm thinking of, like a friend of mine. I'm like, hey, did you know about this? And I just picture them receiving what I'm doing. Uh, so that's what I do. I think the harder ones like that, the Zoom ones where you can't see anyone. Mm. And in my mind, I'm like, why didn't you just... Some people book me for a video, like I create the video, they buy the video for two weeks or whatever and they use it for two weeks and that's it right yeah. and in my mind when they're having a live zoom and no one's on i'm like well, why even <laughs> why not watch a video i mean it's exactly and it's just like being able to read the audience and that that's definitely uh, i'm sure one thing i know i'm struggling with but like, i can't wait to just get in in amongst people again and just just oh yeah oh, and i missed the carpet I missed the carpet and just that last bit where, you know, that, that was the bit that really 
stuck in my mind back in uh, when I discovered it was just that when you just couldn't stop laughing and you just like the ripple and and then when you run the sessions and in person and, and you sat there at the end and you're just watching it and you know that, that it's going to calm down and it'll go quiet and you know it's just going to go again and you just and you just sitting there just going oh yeah the waves yeah 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 it's amazing yeah it will be amazing you, you, you know what's funny because most of many people are thinking that is this going to last forever? You know, because now we're used to it a little bit. And, and so the, the doomsday part of your brain, is like, okay, this is for, and you can't even picture what it's going to be like, but I actively visualize quite often. And even in a lot of my sessions, I'll do something like this. I'll say, okay, this is the future now. So imagine you're in the future, you're walking along, you're taking a little walk, you feel the sunshine in your face, nice breeze. You see your friend, hey, how's it going? We have no mask because this is the future, man. And you smile, you see their smile, you give them a handshake, how's it going? Yeah, oh, same here. Oh, you think so? Whatever, bye, high five. For someone you really know well, you'll be able to hug them. I mean, this will happen again, friends. And, <laughs> and so I just, I just do that. And someone said, wow, you know, I, I even did that in a mindfulness class where mindfulness is about being here in the present moment. I go, how do you like that? Your mindfulness teacher took you into the future. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. And, and you know, Robert, I can see as well, the way you use the camera is amazing. It's really like you just, just staring down the lens is so important when, when you're, um, when, well, when we're doing what we're doing, but ultimately, I suppose if you're listening to this and you you are doing YouTube videos, I think a couple of tips you definitely said there: um, look down the lens and mm-hmm. pretend you're talking to somebody that you know, basically a friend. I think are really really important because, um, yeah, yes. it, it just helps massively, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's an interesting thing with Zoom because at first when I started, because I I'll be honest, I never, I don't think I heard of Zoom before the pandemic. I wasn't using it. In the back of my mind for the past two or three years, I was thinking I would like to teach online. I would, because there are people in many different countries that keep begging me to come to their country and I just, for some reason, can't get there. And now that I'm on Zoom, I'm able to Zoom with everyone that wants to and it's really great. Mm. But at first, at first I was hyper-focusing on, on just that dot. And then I realized if I were in a real class, I wouldn't be looking in someone's eyes the whole time. No. I'd look in their eyes and then I'd think and ponder and I'd, I'd be talking about something and then come back, which is actually much better f- for Zoom fatigue is to not be focused on that thing all the time. Yeah. And, and we're getting into a different subject, but uh, when I do Zooms, like right now, I'm, I'm in our living room and there's two big windows there and another window on the side. I have the curtain way up. Everything's wide open. There's a huge tree in front. And so when we're talking, I might just look up like that. And I'm, I'm aware of the whole room. I'm aware of what's outside and here. And I'm not, I don't feel fatigued after. I don't feel I, – I do two-day trainings. Wow. I, I teach uh, – two day trainings and I don't feel tired after the first you, time I did the first day. And then I figured it out. Do you do, 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 you do the, um, the teacher training as well? Or is it just leader training you do? I just do the two day leader training at the moment mm. and I'm really enjoying it. I, you know, I have to, I have to admit I was one of those people who before the pandemic, you know, there are certain people who were doing online 
leader trainings, even though Dr. Guattari said you couldn't do them. And I was in the boat of, you can't, you need to be in person, you need to be eye to eye, you need to feel the energy in order to learn it. But then when the pandemic came, and there's no other way to do it, I did my first one and I thought, this is great. There, some of the best teaching moments in my life have been happening on Zoom. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm so comfortable, I'm home. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the most profound teaching moments, the, the direct transmission or connection between me and certain groups that I'm working with have been on Zoom. Yeah, it's amazing. And and you stand up. I can see you stand up as well, which is also really, really important. I am standing up because yeah, I sit so. down so much. So much of what I do is on the computer, mm -hmm. sitting down or on the phone, uploading this and editing that. So any chance I get, even in an interview, we're like, why are you standing up? <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier, isn't it? It's more flowing and just... Yeah, because it can move and flow and, <laughs> and not be stuck. Now, I realized that that we've been doing a lot of talking without any laughing. And the laughter yoga folks are like, I thought you guys were laughter people. That's why I checked in. <laughs> so this one's for you, ready? One, two, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic fantastic well that was my next question is I, I can you do two exercises just 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 for the laughter folk uh for people that don't do laughter as well they're listening in their car just something that that they can sure do. here's what i'd like to do uh say the first word that comes to your mind yellow yellow okay so this is going to be yellow laughter we're going to start with bananas ready <laughs> next thing that popped in my mind from your single word yellow is yellow submarine we all laugh in a yellow submarine <laughs> yellow submarine <laughs> yellow submarine <laughs> we all laugh in a yellow submarine a yellow submarine a yellow submarine <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> or custard. <laughs> yes, that's right, custard. <laughs> Yellow sunshine. <laughs> That's my impression of sunrise. <laughs> People listening can't hear it, but my bald head just just arose in the morning. <laughs> Which is a 
good tip for laughter folks because especially when you're first starting off what happens is you get in a groove and you get doing some of the laughter exercises that you love that work well and you do them over and over and if people are coming to your club they're like okay how about something new mm. and so sometimes what i've done is just see something in the room and whatever i see i'll improvise on that and then expand on that and bringing the mime to laughter yoga is making a little story about something uh, you know not just having an idea about what came before that, what comes after it, you know, and mime exaggerates things. That's why things are funny. So even with something like milkshake laughter, right? <laughs> when you bring the mime to it, feel the weight of the liquid that's in here, right? And feel it shifting from heavy to lighter, 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 heavy, heavy, heavy. Hey, heavy, heavy, light, 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 and do you can do that with your laughter, huh? <laughs> and when you do the part where it's throw it over your shoulder, eh, eh, eh. I usually do it instead of throwing it over the shoulder that you miss your mouth for some reason. And what you just added there, like, oh, you got a little on you. The part where we do a little food fight, eh, eh, and throw it towards each other, right? I want you to really exaggerate. Watch this. We're going to throw it. And you receive, <laughs> and then you laugh over spilt milk. There's an old expression, <laughs> you know, don't cry over spilt milk. So we can laugh over it. <laughs> it's your brand new shirt. You absolutely love it. You've been wanting the shirt for four years. <laughs> it just came on the mail. <laughs> See, there are all these levels. I mean, you can just sit and laugh. And to me, there are times when I just do laughter meditation, just sit and laugh. But the benefits that I feel the most, if you want to talk about your endorphins releasing serotonin, lowering the cortisol level, when I feel the maximum is doing this, playing, exaggerating, adding my mind to it. You know, if I'm doing Tarzan swing, oh, oh, I'm really swinging, you know, and really feeling what it's like to do that and being creative and spontaneous. And, and my brain's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. But also this, uh, there's just so much fun. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Robert, you are amazing. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I, I've come on to your mime, um, your mime uh, course, I suppose. Or, or, yeah, my Saturday that, series. Yeah. And, you know, anyone that's listening to this or watching and you've not been on it, you should do it because it's it's amazing. And, and you know, you, you, the thing you said about with the red hat and it was just like using the red hat. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and that's starting, to, I'm starting to use it. You know, I am starting like the pulling and like all of the, and, yeah. the and throwing the ball and, and, and we just play. And, and I love that, that playful, I love the playfulness of it because, you you know, I'm 44 and I like playing like a five-year-old. I love it because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. I'm 58. And so 
you know, the playfulness and also the power of your own mind, right? Because mm. I remember back when you could do live presentations. I got up at 3.30 in the morning, left at 4 a.m., drove five hours, did five shows, drove five hours home. And I was walking up the steps to my house and I'm going, I'm walking like an old man. I could just as easily walk like a five-year-old. And so then I just pretended I was five and I, you know, just like, I can, I can run up the steps. Look, um, you know, <laughs> like that. Yeah. It took that old age out of my body. <laughs> it's magical. And, and, you know, to look, look at you, Robert, you, you don't look that old. You don't look 50, 58, you said, didn't you? Yeah. You, your, your persona is, 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 is youth. And it's, it's well, thank ma- you so much. Magical. I'm going to be 59 on December 13th, if anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't it? Were you? You weren't born on a Friday by any chance, were you? I don't believe I was. I think they would have teased me about that as a kid. But See, no. I, I was. I was Friday 13th of February. My mum tried to keep me in till Valentine's Day, and it, I didn't. Oh, want wow. to just so close, <laughs> so close, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been Valentino. That could have been my name. That's know? right. That's right. It suits me, Valentino, I think. That's right. <laughs> I was born on Valentine's Day. I know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, Robert, we're going to have to wrap this up. Um, unfortunately, I could just keep doing this all day. But, yeah, just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'd really love to stay, but I got to go. <laughs> so uh, where, where can listeners find and viewers find you? Where, where's, your, where's the playground that you, you're most active? Well, here are two places. One, one is my YouTube channel, which I don't know if there's a way that we, we could put up here somewhere. You could put it up. In the show I'll, notes, send, yeah. I'll send you some links. The other thing is, if you go to my website, robertrivis.com, and you hover over video, a lot of my videos are all categorized. See, on YouTube, it's just whatever I want I make. It's up there, and you see them all. But here you can go and look, oh, I want to see Robert do mime. Okay, so there's the mime section. There's the comic speech section. There's the laughter yoga. I have over 50 videos you could laugh along with me. And I have people in about 20 countries around the world that do that every day. And then there's some mindfulness. I have over 15 mindfulness uh, videos. And, you know, so they're all in a category. It's a lot easier to find what you want on robertrivist.com. Fantastic. So final question then, final thought. What three things bring you joy? Wow. The first, the first, many things do, but the first thing I'm thinking of is the waking up in the morning. <laughs> waking up in the morning and knowing that I'm alive brings me tremendous joy. And here's something that may, people may sound surpri- surprising. Breathing in and out through my nose, noticing and feeling the sensation of the in-breath and out-breath. I've done it so much that when I do it and tune in, it really brings me tremendous joy. And the third is uh, transforming a blue mood. I may be really feeling down and I make a, a funny video, a laughter video, or even a, and I share it with the world. And that feeling of this may help someone else brings me tremendous joy. Fantastic. Robert, 
I take. I even got my hat on. I take it off to you. Peace. Uh, <laughs> And that was Robert Rivest and my good self. Uh, what a great interview. What a lot of fun we had. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to do this little outro today just to sort of encourage you to uh, like like this podcast, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review would be amazing. And just let me know, you know, what you think of the podcast and is it is it helping you to get through your challenges? And, you know, that that's the reason I'm doing this is to sort of bring laughter and positivity to your life. So, yeah, please don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on uh, whichever platform you listen to. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>